0: Welcome to Soul Forum. We're delighted to have you here for this series we're calling Soul Body. Each conversation in this second season takes us deeper into the experience of our own bodies, the collective body, the earth body, and even the cosmic body, as we explore the way soul finds expression in our time. We hope what you discover along the way Helps you journey a little deeper into your own soul body.
1: One of the things that we want to explore in this series that we've begun over the last couple of weeks now is how can you actually explore that territory in your own flesh and blood, you know, in your own body? Does your body hold some pathway? To finding your sense of soul in the world this past week I was able to sit down for a conversation with Jen uh, I had first met Jen at a community event where she was um, preparing our bodies for a hike around the reservoir Jen Not too long ago, anyway, started a a training company in town called Unbound. You know, the name alone sort of signifies that she's thinking about the body in a different kind of way. And it was pretty quickly, I think, uh, clear that as Jen led these stretching exercises, that her presence and her guidance felt... um, more like how one might engage the body, not to just approach a hike, but to approach life itself. And I knew right then that I wanted to have a conversation with her. So in this conversation with Jen, she kind of invites us to begin to think about the way in which our bodies and our idea of soul maybe might collaborate a bit. Jen, who has spent a lifetime doing this, had some sense of wisdom, I think, about the way in which body works that I think you're going to find helpful as you think about your own body and how you might pay attention to the way in which body might serve as a partner with you, not resisting your ability to be engaged in the sense of spirit or wholeness or soul, but as an actual, um, almost like a, a... a healthy partner that allows you to dance with that um sense of your soul more fully here is jen thinking about how her body frames the way in which body and soul can kind of collaborate or work together
2: i mean i think that it goes both directions yeah. actually in terms of you know sort of since the beginning of time people either really trying to get into their body in order to connect to their soul and source and, and experience a certain type of, like, transcendence, yeah. right? But then also there's this kind of swing to the other direction of people, like you said, like, really kind of turning away from it as separate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I think, you know, when do you feel most connected to your soul or source or God or whatever whatever yeah. that is for you, right? right. I mean, when, when do you? When do you feel yeah. it? Um, for me, it's when I'm feeling in a flow, right? Whether I'm in nature or if I'm dancing, um, or, you know, engaged in like connection with another person, those are the moments that I feel really connected to my body and also my soul. Yeah. And it all kind of comes together.
1: And it turns out that for Jen, the body kind of knows its way into this space that can be like full presence for you where you can really show up and, and be, uh, like, all there, right? How do you show up in world is the journey that the body can help you um, go down. Sort of like finding your way to holiness by just engaging your body in a meaningful way. For Jen, she used the term of finding your flow state. That was the term that she used. How do you find your flow state? And for everybody, that path is going to be a little bit different. So I asked Jen to describe what she means by this flow state. And while she began with athletes and the way in which athletes do this, it clearly doesn't end there.
2: Basketball players talk about being in a flow where they're in the middle of the game and they're just... They're they're on a high, right? They there's nothing else interfering. There's no monkey mind. There's nothing interrupting them. They're just going, yeah. right? And I think runners talk about it in terms of a runner's high. You know, it could be even when you are expressing yourself through poetry, you know, writing, etc. Right? Um, there are all sorts of different avenues I think for people to find that flow of meditation. You know, mm-hmm. I think even pain. Um, people yeah. experimented you know, with pain in that way, where they find this kind Mm. of transcendence. Um, And so, you know, kind of bringing that together for me in my practice, you know, of of powerlifting or running or dance or the things that I do for myself personally, you know, it's, it's kind of a meaningful practice for me, right? Anything I can do where it's meaningful to my life, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to have purpose In the things that I want to do um, to serve my community or my family or connect with other people. Right. Um, But it's a habit and a meaningful thing that I can be doing to contribute to those things. Yeah. That then is what I'm looking for.
1: Flow state. That was the term that she used. How do you find your flow state? And for everybody, that path is going to be a little bit different. For some, it might come as you, um, if you're a runner, in, as you um, are running or sprinting. For some, it might come in dance or powerlifting or playing a particular sport. For others, it might come just through the act of settling down and paying attention to your breath. Maybe you can find it in the way in which you do art or engage in projects. There is this moment that your body knows so well. It's even got like biochemistry that helps you get there, Right your body knows how to find this flow state. And, and what is that flow state that she was talking about? It's that, it's that moment when everything that you seem to be doing becomes all that there is, right? It becomes this kind of moment when you're just fully present for whatever activity you're in and that your body is showing up for that activity almost intuitively. It's as if everything else sort of fades away. And the mechanics that maybe you have to master to figure out how to do that motion or that activity, even that kind of fades away and you're just in the moment. You know, I I think about it when she was describing it kind of like there were I played a lot of tennis in my life and there were only a few moments when I felt like I would call it in the zone, right, where I just didn't have to worry about anything. I was just playing the game, right? And my body was just fully present for that experience and everything else kind of washes away and you're and you're fully there. For Jen, she described that 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 moment that your body knows so well, the feelings that are present for you in that moment, that's the way you want to show up for yourself, for your relationships, for your community, for the world. For her, Transcendence is not necessarily some transcendent entity out there, but it's your body's capacity to kind of transcend what she calls the kind of the the clutter mind or the busy mind or the monkey mind or uh, self judgment, all the things that often get in our way of like being fully present and engaged. All of that can wash away. And you can experience that in your own body. And the pattern and the practice of experiencing that begins to build a kind of capacity for you to really show up. Here is Jen talking about how to kind of strip away distraction in order to be more fully present in every moment.
2: Yeah. yeah I think that when we can strip away just kind of the, any sort of monkey mind, any sort of external chatter yeah. um, or internal like a judge, Right. Mm-hmm. And just be completely present in the moment, whatever that is. That's really what I'm seeking Yeah, um, and seeking to help other people find yeah. it as well. And sometimes it has to be, you know, sometimes it, it takes a little bit of a gauge for the intensity required to find that, you know, so for, for yeah, one more person, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So for one person, it might be dance, right? Yeah. It might be dancing in their living room and they, they find that flow there. For another person, it might be meditation. Um, and they find that kind of connection and flow there. Um, for some people, it might be, you know, really intense, you know, sports training or powerlifting or running or sprinting even. Yeah.
1: And I, I would almost say that for her, this idea of really showing up in world, being fully present so that, you know, you're not distracted by all the clutter in life, but you're just fully there, That when she described it, to me, sounds like a spiritual place, right? That's when your soul is um, like fully engaged. It's interesting that the language she would pick to describe that wouldn't be maybe the language I would pick or maybe you would pick, but the feeling of it, right, the energy of it, the um, expansive experience of that is what she's describing as she thinks about this, uh, flow state in talking to her I think it helps us think about that it's possible not to always think of religion as a as a um, kind of an abstract dogmatic theological perspective that you have to uh, come to understand and then integrate into your life that's one model of how to think about religion but religion if you will is just it can be, how are you showing up in world, right? How are you showing up for self, for each other, for community? That could be the heartbeat of the kind of religion that your body loves to engage in so well. What might that look like? For Jen, as she described this date, she pulled out a uh, a quote from the Gospel of Thomas, which is, a I go into that, it's a long story, but... Uh, The Gospel of Thomas is one of the Gospels that didn't make it into the biblical uh, canon, but it's also a Gospel that they think might be closest to the way in which Jesus actually was teaching in his time, and that is these little, very short aphorisms, like wisdom sayings, that help you figure out how to enter into this way of being, or what you might think of as God's holy realm, or what some people called in that day, the kingdom. As we were talking, she said, this is a quote that helps guide me.
2: When you make the two one, and when you make the inner as the outer, and the outer as the inner, and the above as the below, and when you make the male and the female into a single one, so that the male will not be male and the female will not be female, then shall you enter the kingdom it resonates so deeply to me just, you know, not only from the physical and the yeah, transcendent yeah. and, and how those come together, but also the masculine and the feminine yeah, and how those yeah. come together. Right. Um, and how I think that all of that is really, uh, interesting and profound, you know, for people to really find their, their connection to their own soul. Yeah. You know, when they, when they can kind of transcend all of that.
1: Right. That's super awesome. I love that. I don't know whether gospel at Thomas school would come up with this conversation. <laughs> I mean, you're putting me to shame. I have no Gospel of Thomas quote. For Jen, that Gospel of Thomas quote, that little aphorism, that little kernel of wisdom, was a reminder, in my sense, of what her body feels like when she's in that flow state. That judgment can fall away because you don't see you know, you don't see male or female, you don't see out there, in there, everything comes together in this sort of unifying whole, and then you are present for that, and you bring your best self to that, and then you practice the ways that have you, uh, help you arrive in that space that you can be like that in the world. It's just a beautiful way of, uh, and a pragmatic way, of thinking about how to engage your body in work that guides you deeper into the soul. Building that sort of foundational strength is what Jen has given much of her life to help others do. So I asked her, you know, what, what are kind of the methods that you use to help people find that space for themselves and to maybe visit that space more often? Because everybody has their own particular way of doing this, right? Um, Not everybody's going to be the same. So you can't always apply one method to somebody's life and say well go do that and then you'll get there but rather jen suggested that you reflect back on those moments when you felt your body in that state
2: you know once we find success going okay what what are the pieces that contributed to the success and you can kind of do the same thing with that mind body soul connection right? Right, right if you're feeling it if you're all of a sudden really feeling connected to your your environment and your source and your, you know, your community, your family, your right, God, right. everything, right? Taking a moment and looking back at what are the habitual things that have gotten you to that place that uh, have that actually made you feel that way. Yeah. So, you know, in this context, is it meditation? Are you meditating daily? Are you journaling? Mm-hmm. Are you lifting weights? Yeah. Are you climbing? What is it for you that's actually getting you to that place where you're feeling that that spark?
1: Right, think about you know the last time you kind of experienced that and then begin to work your way backward. What was it that got you into that zone, right? Into that flow state for yourself where your body felt like it was fully engaged in the moment and everything else kind of fell away, that you were fully present. And if you can figure out what that was for you. Then you can begin to think about how can you engage in that in a meaningful way to help you explore it more fully, like a spiritual practice. So the first thing is to sort of find your way into what is it that allows that for you. And depending on what your comfortability is with your own body or what you're doing with your body in the world, it's going to be a little bit different, right? For some, it might be a slow, slow walk um, in the out of doors early in the morning, and you and you find yourself in this very beautiful space in that walk, well, that becomes an indicator of a way in which your body can find its way into those moments. For some, it might be something super invigorating, right, that just allows them to kind of let go of all the clutter that kind of preoccupies them each and every day. And they find in this sort of exhilarating activity, this moment of centering where they're fully present. And for some, even it might be just following the breath, you know, being present in the breath, like many Eastern traditions teach. You can find your way to what works for you by paying attention to where have you been in that flow state, as she describes it, and then finding your way back to what got you there. So that's one thing to kind of explore. And I think it's a, you know, maybe a good thing for you to think about what, what is that for you? You know, how does that work for you? What's the effect, I guess, of all that on the way in which they're, if you can even describe it, the way in which their soul's sort of evolving or, or changing? Is there some characteristic that you notice in people's understanding of their deepest self or their truest self? Or Absolutely. Their, how would you talk about that? Or can you give an example of that or something that helps us understand that a little bit better?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, what I do really is very basic. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm providing foundational strength for people on a daily basis to feel most connected to their body and to feel confidence. Yeah. Right. So then if they on a daily basis are are engaging in kind of a meaningful practice that is taking them to a place where they then feel ready mm-hmm. and confident to try different things outside of their existing bubble. Yeah. Then they're going to be pushing on their edge a little bit. Once they start to explore that, they start to find more purpose and more meaning in their life. So then we're looking at like, okay, how do we now take this new expansion and making it, make it more, not just a daily habitual practice for the sake of showing up at the gym. Right. But how do we now make this a more meaningful mastery type of experience for you?
1: That's one of the things that I wanted to explore in this series is that I, I'm not sure that everybody thinks they could get where you're describing by starting where you're starting people right absolutely. they they think oh i better go to a church or i better i better join a religion or i better see a therapist or you know they, they, there's all these different ways in which we think we can get there but here's a beautiful way to get there that's actually connected to your actual physical being absolutely the last piece is to learn how and i need to think about this one too for myself to learn how to follow your body's path towards that kind of being present state. So you kind of begin to learn the pattern of the inner feelings that come along with that. So you can almost like trace those feelings because those are the feelings you want to foster in your everyday, right? Those are the feelings I want to take with me as I journey into Whole Foods and start looking for an item that I can't find on the shelves, right? But I, I want to be present for that activity in a kind of a, a deep and, and, uh, and like centered way by paying attention to the way in which my body can actually function in that experience that's linked to these um, flow states or this sensation that I practice by being fully present in my body in these other ways. So it's like using your body as a, as a tool, maybe tools too, maybe tools to functional as a like a life partner to figure out how to be more present in every moment for self, for others, for community, and for world. The next thing that I think Jen brought up that I think is super helpful is not only this kind of beyond the sort of method of how to do that, but this idea of many of us have gotten addicted to what she would call all of the kind of interrupts the things that are constantly throwing you off course, the things that put you out of sorts, the things that keep you from being fully present all the time. And that is a myriad of things, right? It could be everything from your own internal dialogue that is your own self-critic or self-judge that's just like pestering you all the time. Uh, That just can become your normative voice. So how can you begin to identify the things that are um, like the interrupts that break this capacity of your own body and your own soul to be present more fully. Uh, and to know what those are and to work on allowing yourself more time where those are able to drop away and not be so present for you.
2: You go out backpacking for even a few days a um, week. Yes. You yeah. know, I really think a few days is, is important. But right. that let's is- say... You know, you go out for four or five days uh, and you come back and you sit at a computer screen. It is like abrasive. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the more time that you can spend living in your flow, you know, 100%. I think that it just continues to grow in that direction. Yeah. And the more time that you live in an interrupt where I think that we yeah. culturally are, you know. Yeah.
1: The interruption becomes the way. norm
2: sometimes. It becomes the norm. Yeah. yeah I we're just like, staring well. at our screens all the day. Yeah.
1: She gave a perfect example that um, I've experienced too when we go backpacking. And that is for those of you who do backpacking, you'll be gone out in the wilderness for like five days or whatever. Day one, you know, you can still feel your cell phone vibrating and you're still kind of connected to life in general. Day two, you know, now you're a little bit filthy around the edges and you're a little bit more worn out and you're losing touch with all that. Day three, you start to transition into this like, Oh, my gosh! I begin to fall into the rhythms of the trail and the natural world and the rising of the sun, the moving of the wind and the breeze, the temperature, the humidity, the smells of nature. you begin to kind of transition into a different world four you're totally in it, you know, and by five on your way out, you've been like you know um you've transcended <laughs> your body's in that space, right you're fully in nature. And then she says, remember that moment when you come out of that and sit down for the first time at work again, or in front of your computer, or even just getting in traffic again, and you realize the power of the interrupt, right? This kind of abrasive uh, way in which we've constructed our culture and our lives that continues to throw us off track. So this capacity to try to find your way Um, more regularly through the following of your own body into this flow state, for Jen anyway, is like a spiritual practice. It's the training ground for being fully present. And it's one way in which you can use your body to uh, be guide for you into a more deeper experience of soul. This whole journey is not just about kind of you know, self-improvement. Rather, it contributes to our common life. Here's what Jen has to say.
2: The, the interesting thing, the most interesting thing to me is, you know, when we are pushing at our edge, we are better community members. We are better. We are bringing our best to our community. Yeah, and yes. then we are individuals, right? We're not just trying to be the same person. Right. We're not all showing up and doing the exact same thing. Everybody is, is training to their goals and what it is they want to be doing strategically mm-hmm. because, you know, that's what makes them their strongest. Yeah, is by being their strongest self their individual self. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to bring that back to all of us and bring their special, their gift right. to each of us, right? And then we're able to radiate each other.
1: How do you kind of find your way into that as an experiment, as we promised each other, right, that during this series we would kind of pay attention to our own bodies and to uh, figure out how we might in fact um, embrace a life partner, our own bodies that's been present for us this whole journey as a way to enhance our own kind of sense of soul. Maybe it's just simply committing for this series to pause and take that early morning walk more times during the week, maybe every day, right? Even if it's a short one, to say, I'm going to just do that for my body Pay attention to my breathing before I start my day and just see if that body-soul kind of connection can be established before I get into the busyness. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's something that you're doing that you want to find that sort of scary edge and see the excitement of exploring that more fully. And you're going to dive into that more deeply and see if you can take a journey with your body into that experience whatever it happens to be. Maybe it'll just be the capacity to um, pause and tend to your own breath so that you feel more grounded in this gift of life that's moving in and out of you. Maybe you'll start dancing in your own living room to the music on the stereo instead of just listening and letting your body have some fun in the world And finding its way to shed all of the kind of, um, uh, what would you call it, like the layers, the constructs of um, kind of what you should be doing with your body during the day and let yourself have some body free moments. Maybe, you know, shake it up a little bit while you're vacuuming or something. I don't know what it is, but you can find your way, give yourself permission to find, move your body in a way that allows it to help you find these places that then you carry back with you into the everyday, into these conversations you have with others, into your experience of community or world. When all of this comes together, what happens here are some of jen's final thoughts
2: i would love to see that the people that i touch in in my life uh, and in my business in in any way uh, feel supported and challenged and brave enough to push their edge Uh, and from there, that the, those people pushing their edge gives them the confidence to, to cultivate a life that sets them on fire and radiates, you know, through their own community and their own family uh, and, and kind of, you know, kind of reverberates yeah. beyond just our inner circle. I think that that is, that is my greatest wish for what I can do with this, with this mission, this purpose
1: find your way into i think jen would say that realm where the two becomes one where the inner and the outer get exchanged and the outer becomes the inner and the inner becomes the outer right this sense of having your own flesh and blood held in the sort of unity of every moment is just a beautiful way to experience a grounding of the soul. How does your soul body show up for you in the journey? I hope through this series you can find some new and creative ways for that to happen.
0: In our next episode, Dan explores Jen's notion of the way the body has capacity to let distractions drift into the background as it is drawn into fully showing up. It's a capacity mirrored in many spiritual traditions that invites a kind of letting go. In what ways can you let go and allow your body to show up more fully? Join us next time and be in that flow with us. This episode of Soul Forum has been brought to you by Storycatcher for iPhone, a fun and simple tool that helps you create shareable keepsake video stories. Be the documentarian in your circles. Find Story Catcher, spelt as all one word, on the Apple App Store. You may attend Soul Forum Live each Sunday morning at Creekside Commons in Lafayette, California. The 30-minute presentation is also live-streamed via YouTube and Facebook where people interact via the chat. After the live stream is complete, for those gathering in person, we then enter into a non-recorded group discussion on the day's topic. We'd love for you to join us for Soul Forum.